0: everybody we're back for another episode of the podcast where we ask the question remember the ox
1: we're back we're back
0: we're back let's go and we talk about everything everything from that time jessica alba was in two fantastic four movies oh yeah there
1: were that, that, yes those um, were. I-
0: <sighs> I just pulled that out of nowhere. I was just like, what do I need to pick?
1: No, that makes yeah, those movies to, definitely happened.
0: To what would be like a good counterpart to that? What's like a good parallel? When
1: ben Affleck played Daredevil in that weird, yeah. weird oh, man. like red leather suit.
0: Yeah, he has like a lot of like daddy vibes in that red leather suit.
1: That was these were it's different like, times.
0: They were very different times. Um, It's like a very bright red. It's almost like Britney Spears, oops, I did it again, bright red. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. And didn't yeah. Evanescence do the song for the movie?
0: They probably did. Oh my you could God. tell me it's them. You could tell me it's Papa Roach. And I'd be like, yeah, sure they did. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, Daredevil. I remember, I think I read that he took the role because he never thought he'd get Batman. So Daredevil was, like, in his eyes, the next best thing. But then he ends up playing Batman. But even that has a very complicated history. Maybe Batman should just stay away from superhero movies. I don't even blame him.
0: Okay. Yeah. Although I... I had heard that theory before that, like, he loved, like... Batman and Daredevil, but I had also heard that Daredevil was his and Matt Damon's like number one favorite comic book growing up. Mm. To this day, Matt Damon says he's still jealous that Ben Affleck got that role, and it's like, really, still? still yeah. Jealous like, have of that? you
1: seen the movie?
0: Are you sure? Oh, but ben. supposedly, it's coming back, maybe.
1: Well, Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil yeah. in the show, the Netflix show they the he was like the like one of the stronger points of those netflix shows
0: um he was amazing yeah. i i still really like that daredevil so yeah.
1: like they've talked about and they've been trying to they i think they've pretty much all but like v- like verbally confirmed that charlie cox will reprise daredevil in the movies
0: Oh. Like
1: he'll come like I think the reason they couldn't before is because like there was this weird
0: contract issue. Weird
1: contract issue with Netflix and really petty drama with like Marvel's television division versus Marvel's movie division and
0: No, I, I think it's fair to assume, also like based on just how carelessly they sort of tossed aside the later scripts for the Netflix Marvel shows. Yeah. Like, they really just kind of... There's a clear point of just giving up. Yeah.
1: And then eventually, at some point, when, like, Disney announced Disney+, and Marvel, like, Netflix knew that these contracts weren't going to be, like, continued, there was just... It just seems like those shows were left... You know, like you said, like, the scripts were kind of just tossed aside. There was no longer this incentive to incorporate the shows into this larger universe. And we... Right, I think the
0: whole point was, like, to create, like, a grungier, edgier, um, like, Marvel universe on Netflix, even though I loved when they would say Hell's Kitchen, like, it's the worst ghetto that's ever existed, it's Hell's Kitchen, like, in Hell's Kitchen, there's all the restaurants and there's the Broadway shows, like, it's not yeah, the also, worst area to live in You know, in what's New funny, City.
1: you're right, because the, they always portray yeah. Hell's Kitchen as more of, like, a grittier like crime-ridden New York City but they yeah they also somehow make Hell's Kitchen like the size of the entire borough of Queens
0: Right exactly like Hell's Kitchen is like 10 blocks It's basically. not that big No So I always loved that that they would say like well in Hell's Kitchen and I was like oh you mean the 10 blocks of New York City where all the Broadway shows are man it's a rough area
1: there's also a lot of <laughs> clubs by the water.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's closer to the water than Times Square is. Like, it is, um, you know, it is, like, kind of, like, 8th and 9th Avenue. But still, it's not like, you know.
1: No, yeah, I get it. Yeah.
0: Like it's not like Freeport or something. Uh, no, no. Right.
1: Oh, boy, what a time. Ben Affleck, I just, every time I think about him playing Batman, I think of, like, those sad pictures of Ben Affleck eating Carl's Jr. Me too.
0: <laughs> me too. That's the only thing that I think of when I hear Ben Affleck playing Batman.
1: And then part of me has to debate, was it the Batman that destroyed Ben Affleck or was it the Carl's Jr. that destroyed Ben Affleck?
0: Separately, I watched Jennifer Garner's... This is very important information, by the way. This is very pertinent yes. to what we're talking about. Um, I watched Jennifer Garner's episode of Hot Ones. Oh my god! I fell in love with her. That was a really was good. She was so one. funny. There's nothing better than hearing her say "Up your shot."
1: <laughs> that was awesome.
0: And then I realized I was like, "How dare Ben Affleck cheat on this woman?" I mean, granted, like she's a human, she probably has flaws, but she also strikes me as a type. She's like got it under control. She knows so much about what she's doing, and. She is clearly such like a business person in the way that she, you know, talks about organic food and early childhood development, which I was really impressed by. How dare he screw her over? And then um, when she says, up your Sean, I was like, ooh, I would not want to betray this woman. Yeah. This person is so sweet and so cute, but she is exactly the person that I, I don't want reminding me of my failures. Fair. Yeah. Totally
1: fair. That was She's a
0: good one.
1: Cute. Yeah.
0: That was a really good one. We have to do 13 going on
1: 30. Oh, yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Judy Greer. It's a great
0: movie. Judy Greer. Judy Greer. There's a musical dance number.
1: There is.
0: Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. seen
1: the movie in a long time. It used to be, like, one of our family favorites.
0: Oh, my gosh, really? Yes. I love that movie. We saw it in theaters.
1: I don't think we saw it in theaters, but it was definitely, like, a family favorite for a long time.
0: Mhm. I don't think we understood at the time the cultural zeitgeist that was 13 going on 30. No. It's somehow come back into the folds of pop culture as like a standard of rom-coms. Oh yeah. It's a good movie.
1: It's a good movie.
0: But we're not talking about movies today, no. are we, Tom? Nope. we're No,
1: still on the we're on the series of the one-hit wonders of the 2000s.
0: I feel like after you know, pausing on the 3LW video uh episode and then our next episode is face down by Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. <laughs> we just wanted to do something just like objectively lighthearted and chill and perfect for the weather weather getting nicer outside. Absolutely. hmm Sorry, I'm like still drinking my tea. It's all good so today's episode yes is young folks by peter bjorn and john i can't do the whistle
1: i i've the thing about the whistle hang on <laughs> whistling is hard good try like
0: i was gonna get out my harmonica necklace and then i was like i'm not gonna do that because i feel like on the microphone that would sound like the worst thing ever
1: whistling like you have to catch the rhythm and then you can whistle but if, it, it's never easy to just start whistling like god bless people and it doesn't
0: cal- sound it doesn't sound as catchy to be like do doo do 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 do, 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 do. Do 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 do
1: do I lost it at the end there.
0: Do 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 So I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has heard it. It's probably been in like 500 commercials, and oh yeah. TV shows and movies. This yeah. one was
1: everywhere. Like it's so yeah. interesting. Like, mm-hmm. the moment I put on the music video and the and the song came on, I was like, oh, I recognize this. But can I tell you, mm-hmm. before we did research anything about Peter, Bjorn, and John? No. 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 And as a matter of fact... You could just tell
0: me nobody knows anything about the band, and I would believe you. Yeah,
1: like, as a matter of fact, I've done research on them. I still don't know very mm-hmm. much about them.
0: Yeah, it's still, like, unclear what exactly their whole thing is. It's not like Adam Schlesinger, where we, like, knew him from all these different things growing up. Or, like, how 3LW went into Cheetah Girls and Power. Like, they've all, you know, done more with their careers. This just sort of stayed where it was.
1: You know what's interesting is that when doing research, I found an article. And I think the Mm -hmm. article might have put it best. Its headline was, like... Like, you know, record breakers in Sweden, one-hit wonders in the U.S. And I think that, like, there's a little bit... There's a fairly amount of truth to that because, like, I don't think... Like, they these guys make music, like, they... And they're still liking music. Right. They've been making music since 1999, quick history. Oh. Peter, Bjorn, and John are a Swedish indie pop rock band from Stockholm formed in nineteen ninety nine, named after band members Peter Morin and Bjorn Yitteling. Mm. I hope I said that right. I'm not despite Swedish having names. some Swedish ancestry, I've never been encountered with Swedish words or names.
0: Yeah. No, it's hard. I when I went to Amsterdam, I was like, I took some time to learn Dutch. I'm ready for this. And then I was like, Nope nope, I'm not ready for this. No. And then, you know, they're just so nice over there in Amsterdam that they're like, we know our language is difficult. We're so sorry. Like, they apologize to you. And they're like, I'm so sorry. Let me speak English for you. And I'm like, thank you. But also, I feel bad. Um, Scandinavian languages are interesting.
1: Oh, how do I forget? Er John Ericsson? It's three guys. John Erickson. It's Peter, Bjorn, and John.
0: Well, that's the confusing thing is it sounds like Peter Bjorn is a name and then John is a separate person. Yeah. But separately, I was devastated to realize that the female voice on this song isn't actually a member of the band. She was just a guest vocalist. And I was like, I think that crushed a little part of my 2000s childhood. That's
1: fair. Well, her name yeah. is Victoria Bergsman. She is also a Swedish musician, best known for mm-hmm. her indie pop band, The Concretes. They are no longer mm-hmm. together, but they have. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I did like the sound, and I can I get a little bit of a sense of like, it's indie pop, but it's got a little bit of like, like new order to it. It's got a little bit, just yeah. a little bit of like that post punk sort of sound
0: yeah it's like if Tegan and Sarah were an eight person band mm-hmm. from Sweden specifically, and I don't know i I think I need to give it a little more time. I just because they reminded me so much of Tegan and Sarah, and it took me a while to get into Tegan and Sarah's sound um but i I can't invest that much time in a band that I already know has broken up.
1: that's fair, that's totally fair, yeah.
0: Um, I guess also, Victoria has an extreme amount of stage fright. Really? And I watched a live performance of this song from Conan O'Brien's show, and you could definitely see it. And it made me feel a little better. (laughs) I feel that way too, yeah.
1: There is something interesting that when it comes to this band and the way we perceive them as Americans, how the Swedes like swedish people perceive them mm-hmm. and how the band perceives themselves there is something very interesting there and i do want to talk about that as we go along because i've yeah. looked up like like there's no inherent drama like there's no like story about like somebody like are
0: they like are they big in sweden and just not here they're
1: fairly big in sweden okay. and i think overseas um i don't know okay. if they're still but like they're not perceived as one hit wonders over there, whereas in the United States, like we got young folks, and that was it. Right. We were just like
0: you could have, you could have told me the band is just these two cartoon characters in the music video, and I would have been like, yeah, sure, they're not really people.
1: Yeah, there's a YouTube channel yeah. called Inside the Story, and in 2011, the this interviewer, I don't, well, I I'm assuming he's an American, interviewed the band members. He interviewed Peter and John. And it's called Pe- mm-hmm. Peter Bjorn and John talk about following up after young folks, and he's see
0: I couldn't even find anything like that on YouTube. What yeah. what did you find on it?
1: What's interesting is that this interviewer talks to the band as if it's understood that they're a one hit wonder, and to the credit of the band, I actually kind of enjoyed watching this the the guys talk. They were just like, we just like making music. It doesn't matter. Because, he, you know, this guy kept asking, like, were you guys prepared for this song to be a monumental hit? Do you guys feel that, like, having this one monumental hit was, like, a detriment to you and guys? And it, it was so... It felt so cringy, and I love that the, mm. like... He. he the- I was
0: going to say, I feel like that's very inherent to our capitalistic nature as, yeah. like, Americans listening to this song versus Swedish people who... I remember the lead singer of The Hives once said... The reason so many bands come out of Sweden is because it's just dark all day. So you either become a band and write songs or you become a mathematician. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's just dark. Yeah, so it makes sense to me that this person was sort of forcing this title on them. I was like, what do you think about this? What are you going to do about it? And he's like, just keep playing music.
1: Yeah, and that's what they seem to do. It's not like there is no like oasis moment where like the brothers hate each other throw shit right. you know going drunk in drunk drunken rage and never want to talk to each other again it's like there's just a bunch of Swedes just making music and it's just that this one hit mm-hmm. blew up and mm-hmm. it's like there's almost the sense that they they're glad that it did but they're indifferent to like what it means they're just like we're just gonna keep doing us cause um, in this interview, right. the interviewer speaks... They're
0: indifferent to the aftermath. Yeah. The mm-hmm.
1: interviewer speaks to Bjorn, and he like he asks such stupid questions. He's like, you know, like I said, like, is this a detriment? What do you think? And Bjorn's just kind of like, we love making music. We're going to keep making music. And then he asks a silly question. This member, this is 2011. The interviewer says... You know, nowadays, bands and musicians don't make as much money as they used to, like, in the 60s and 70s because of digital. What's your take on that? And Bjorn gave a very interesting answer that I think is a very self-aware, more, like, digital positive answer. Where he said, listen, my, I have younger siblings who listen to more genres and opportunities than I ever had. And he goes, so I think it's great. He's like, they have Aww. better access to all these things and he's like and it melds into this creative like creative thinking that we not everyone had the, you know was given i'm i'm power phrasing i'm not saying it forbade but it is interesting. yeah this was just it seemed like the inside story had this like we're gonna talk to this one hit wonder band but in the band's mind they're like we just kept making music i don't know what you're talking about but it that phenomenon you're right. we expecting yeah. this
0: like this incident, like with like Three LW, where they have this like big fight, and it's obvious that they're like not in good talks with each other. But whereas this is just like they just kept doing their thing. It's not that it ever stopped. Yeah, like yeah,
1: and that is an interesting phenomenon because Young Folks was a smash hit in the states, but that it's was, in everything. but that was it. Like
0: that was, that was it. Yeah, yeah. There is the longest list where it says in popular culture on their wikipedia page it just goes down and down and down and down and down um my favorite odds thing is that james blunt covered this song in 2007 did he really yep that's funny and i feel like i have some closure now <laughs> just about the 2000s
1: like matter of fact they but, they released yeah. an album this year well, last year... I
0: haven't... I haven't listened to it. I I tried finding a music video, I think, for that album, and then it said, sorry, this video isn't available in your country. And I was like, okay, fair. Fair. But I tried listening to a song from a couple of years ago, and it wasn't bad. They do, like, a lot of voice alterations in it that I wasn't crazy about. But... I mean, there is something about young folks that I just love that I just can't feel the same way about their other music that I tried listening to. It
1: seemed like young folks was an experiment that worked, but they were never Mm -hmm. about sticking to that. They were always like, because their music is so vastly different. Right. Like, like, you know, what's interesting is you even said, like, when you found out that the... When you found out that the female singer wasn't a member of the band, she was a guest appearance. Like that says a lot for our understanding of like who this band was and what we envision them being.
0: I just think also she just complimented the lead singer so So well. well. I loved that when they harmonize, he has the higher pitch and she is doing like the lower bass notes. I kind of really loved that because it's usually the opposite. Yeah. So once I found out that she wasn't in any of the other songs, I was just like, well, fuck this, man.
1: There was a song, because I just kind of let YouTube do its thing and take me to where it was going to take me. They, mm-hmm. I did listen to one of her other songs that I genuinely like liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Don't remember which one it was, though. I'm trying really hard to find it. Oh, no. I have failed this as a society.
0: No, it's okay. It's okay, Tom. Don't worry you did no such thing
1: I will give a quick wrap uh, not wrap up a quick rundown yeah. of this band yeah I, mean, I mentioned they from some Stockholm 1999 with Peter Bjorn and John
0: three people three
1: people they had formed around 1997 to 1999 and their first album let's see first album was just Peter Bjorn and John
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> um, it does fairly well for them in Sweden and then they follow up with their next album, Falling Out comes out oh. 2004
0: mm-hmm.
1: It seems like they do an album every two, one to two years which is Okay, crazy. that's a lot They took a break from 2011 to 2016 but even then okay. it's like 2016, 2018, 2020 like these are just they're just putting out music like <laughs> and they've got fans i have them. to assume like yeah but yeah. the album we are not
0: swedish no. so we don't know
1: <laughs> but the album to sp- the album that would make its debut that really broke them into international fame was writers block it came out in 2006 and their best known single young folks
0: i do think that this song sort of laid the groundwork for late aughts music and going into 2010 hipsterdom
1: yes because you know i was gonna say yeah is that like when this song came out like i was aware of it at the time but i don't think it was it came it didn't come out at a time that i would have appreciated it it's so interesting listening to it now because there's a duality of me listening to it now i listen to it now with both the nostalgia of the time it came out, but also mm-hmm. this other side of me that loves it because it sounds like something I'd listen to now. Like it so sounds like something I would listen to now, and it's like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like imagine if I had never heard the song and just listened to it now. I like I do love it. Like I love the song, but I can't say it. Like I liked it when I was younger.
0: I For some reason, I associate this song with 2009, like that year, and that's still like two, three years later than when it actually came out. I think at the time when the music video came out, I would just see the animation, hear the whistling, and my first response was, no. And then as I became like older and started listening to softer music... I realized, oh, this is actually a really good song. And then I put it in all of my playlists ever. And oh, then man. I got sick of it. And now it's fun to come back to because it's nice outside and it's perfect for spring.
1: Now, I want to interrupt mm. our program for a breaking news bulletin.
0: What's that? What's that, Tom?
1: So after our episode on Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, I followed the front man on Instagram, and he shared in his stories, CNN Heroes, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus guitarist was instrumental in finding a missing man after his highly trained ears tuned by decades of musician picking up noise others don't hear. He (laughs) apparently helped find a missing man in the middle of the woods.
0: Who does that?
1: <laughs> what is this?
0: Also, what was he doing in the woods? Was he like on the trail, like a dog with the cops to find this person, I don't or was know. he just like fishing and suddenly? I don't know. That's so strange.
1: I now I gotta double check this.
0: <laughs> I was. I was listening to Taylor Swift today uh, because like for some reason the summer just reminds me of her album Lover and I thought of how I think that like her I I think the criticism that was met with her for You Need to Calm Down is kind of similar to the conversation that we had about the face down music videos like is this exploitative and it also kind of similar. it's similar and it's, it has like the same issues because it's like okay great like Taylor Swift is promoting this thing and you know she's talking about all these issues but also she is kind of benefiting it from it at the same time it does only just bring her reputation up higher so I think that that's like a good parallel like we talked a lot about like is this exploitative or not and I think that Taylor Swift's You Need to Come Down is, like, a good example of how it can also be both.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, the story was broke by News Jax 4, which I had never heard of. So, the title is Red Jumpsuit Apparatus Guitarist Cuts Through Noise to Help Find Missing Man in Middleburg Woods.
0: That's insane.
1: He learned investigators were scouring some woods near his home and a chopper and became... And because he is very familiar with the area, he offered a helping hand. Went no, so he that
0: doesn't just happen, though.
1: Right. He helped find the man in the woods. Hey, what are you and, guys um,
0: doing? Oh, cool, cool. I can help.
1: And I looked up the this this channel. What is this? Newsjax 4. I typed it into Google. It's a independently owned affiliate station. Okay. Well, not even affiliate. It's a news independently owned news station out of Jacksonville, Florida.
0: Okay. Jacksonville.
1: It's a CW affiliate.
0: Go Jaguars!
1: <laughs> what a bizarre... I'm glad to have a breaking news segment.
0: <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's very interesting. Also, it's like so bizarre. that He was just like, I'll help you guys. And then just helped in the finding of a missing person. You found him. The more you know, right? That's...
1: Yeah. Okay. The good... It's a good Florida man story.
0: It is a good Florida man story. Many of them do not end on a positive note.
1: There is no bad salts to be had here.
0: Yes, exactly. There are no (laughs) cars ramming into places where there should not be cars. And no alligators where there should not be alligators. Oh, yeah. I feel like Florida weaponizes its alligators. Like, I feel like... It does. There will be a headline that says, like, Woman mad at her ex puts Crocodile Alligator in his car when he doesn't know it's there.
1: You know what's interesting about when you said that you when you hear the song, you think it's 2009. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this band's history because like this, like this tour for Writer's Block kind of blew up their international fame, especially for the song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they even played in Lollapalooza in 2009.
0: Oh, there you go. And
1: interestingly enough, they opened for Depeche Mode.
0: Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I think as I got older and my taste in music got softer, like in 2009 the Smiths were my favorite band and you know the Cure, then it seemed like Young Folks just fit right into that. It was a yeah. logical, you know, pr- progression of that kind of music.
1: And you know what's interesting? Just comment on like how this song sounds like something I would... Like, I'd love it, but it sounds like something that if I had found it organically today, Mm -hmm. I would love it. Is that the suggested feed for this song were songs I already listened to by groups like Empire of the Sun, MGMT, Tame Impala.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, it's not going to show me more videos by Peter, Bjorn, and John. It's just going to show me songs by other artists who were popular at the times like maps by yeah 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 came up a lot
1: yeah yeah it's so interesting cuz also you were talking about summer music mm-hmm. my my summer music is like empire of the sun there's something about empire of the sun that just i mean it's literally got the word sun in the name that might be why. right
0: right i also love um listening to those 3 mgmt singles during the summer like those are very summery songs
1: oh you mean um kids electric feel and
0: <laughs> time to pretend uh,
1: time to pretend yeah. time to pretend is the best of those songs i think honestly i disagree Ooh, which one is it electric feel? i love
0: electric feel i love the, that's a great song the, Ooh, girl. like i love that little
1: dun, dun. yeah
0: it's so good it's also kind of Chromio-esque, and Chromio is also so good for, like, summer funk. It's just a good time. Oh, also, yeah. Dave Wan apparently works at Barnard. I don't understand. I don't know. But he's there, apparently. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah.
1: When I think of I think of the song Empire of the Suns, Walking on a Dream, and that makes me think immediately to go to Coney Island. And I can't wait to go to Coney Island Oh my gosh,
0: I told my friend Mackenzie. Shout out to Mackenzie, who's graduating today. What was...
1: Congratulations.
0: We're going to see her soon. I'm so excited um, now that she does not have to finish classes. Um, We got to take her to Coney Island. She's never been to Coney Island. Yes, can we please? Yes. And I think... I love Coney I, Island.
1: I think Coney Island is, like... I don't... I'm obviously... I just want to be there. Exactly. I don't even really need to go. Like, I just want to be there.
0: New Yorkers who are like, ugh, Coney Island. I'm like, no. There is a joy. There is, like, a purity to Coney Island. It just feels like childhood festivals and fairs. It's so great. And the beach is right there.
1: Oh, my God. I love that my... A good memory I have of Coney Island. Like, I love... I'm very happy. Courtney, I'm very happy my last time at Coney Island was with, with you and Dave and Louie and Sam Me too. and Chris.
0: Me too. Because it,
1: it's like, I think immediately to that when I think Coney Island and it's so refreshing.
0: Yeah. I love Coney Island. I remember we went to Chiburu Chiburger and I was like falling asleep at the table and I was like, how does everybody <laughs> still have so much energy? I'm so tired. <laughs>
1: I was I think I remember I crashed after that.
0: Right, exactly. I, yeah. We had a long good day. It was so much fun. We rode the Ferris wheel.
1: We rode the Ferris wheel. It's
0: just great. Coney Island's the best.
1: Oh, I can't wait to bring my Polaroid to Coney
0: Island. That yeah. seems like the best thing. Yes. Oh my. I God. loved bringing my camera to Coney Island. It was great. Um, but yeah, I usually associate this song with summer. I also kind of immediately associate it with two weeks by grizzly bear Hmm. those two songs just pair really nicely to me like cheese and wine
1: interesting yeah
0: because it starts with a like "Oh, oh and it has a sort of like similar i don't even know what you would call it like i feel like there's a separate genre of indie pop pop rock that is just like brooklyn pop Like, you listen to it, and you just feel yourself walking down a street in Williamsburg or something.
1: Fair. Totally fair. God, it's such a gorgeous day.
0: It's so nice out. Today's a good day. We're gonna do fun things today. Such
1: positive vibes.
0: Yeah. I realize I'm no longer, like, a fall girl. I am now a summer person. Because now everyone loves the fall.
1: I'm always going to love Halloween. Sure, sure. But but there is this beautiful appreciation of, like...
0: Nature now.
1: Like, I'm... Like, summer. Like, I'm going to go to Coney Island.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, for me, summer means, like, freedom and plans to be made. It means going to the beach. I think, you know, I'm a Leo. The sun is out all the time. I think that the summer should take back the... The favorite season. Fair. Also, now it means people can gather more.
1: Yes. That's (laughs) another
0: plus side. Summer means you can go outside with people.
1: So I did want to ask you. Because you had mentioned previously you had some thoughts on the video. Yes. We can't talk about the song without talking about the video. Let's talk
0: about the video. Uh,
1: To give a quick kind of history of the video there's not a lot it's just it was directed by a man named Ted M- Malmros he is a again, th- everybody involved is swedish <laughs> Ted Malmros is a swedish music video director he's also a musician he's done a number of music videos for groups like Shout Out Louds, um a bunch of me- swedish musicians he won a grammy for this video Oh really Young Mm-hmm. you want a grammy for this did
0: the animator get a grammy because he should get a grammy too i
1: don't it doesn't say who's specific. i think he might have animated it actually i don't know i it don't says, know There's animated
0: like... video for the song was directed by ted malmrose with animation by graham samuels Hmm. but i feel like when a, a project itself wins a grammy doesn't that mean everyone who worked on the project gets a grammy
1: I guess, yeah, I guess the, they is all won the Grammy. I don't awards yeah. work? I'm not sure.
0: Who knows anymore?
1: Yeah. But that's so... That won a Grammy. This, we'll say the video won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. The animator won a Grammy. But what is your take on the video? For some reason, I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I remember it as a kid. I remember seeing clips of it, but never really watching the whole thing Same. until my adulthood.
0: Same. I think it, today mean, is the first time that I watched it in full.
1: It gave me weird, like, Tim and Eric vibes.
0: Fair. There is... Like, not
1: exactly, but it's something uncanny about it. I was
0: gonna say, there's something about it that does feel a little uncanny. And I think what it is, is... I think that this person definitely animated this in After Effects. Hmm. And there's a stiffness to the people in it. And the, like, style of animation... And I think part of that is just the way that the animator rigged the people that he's animating. Because if you watch the female sing in the music video, half of her hair is moving with her head. So that means that there is a rig, there is an anchor between that layer and her neck. But some of the hair isn't a part of it. And then there's like a stretch and pull that's added to the hair to make it less noticeable but to me it was the first thing that I pointed out. I was like, oh my God, that hair is moving in a direction that the rest of the hair isn't. Um Yeah,
1: I was gonna I was mm -hmm, gonna ask mm -hmm. because I'm not an animator, Mm -hmm. but I'm you know, I'm a little familiar with very like basic keyframe animations and I'm just thinking to myself when I'm watching this, I'm like, I can envision even me sit like obviously not saying I'm talented at all, but I can envision (laughs) a process where you're sitting in a software like a premiere. Yeah. And you look at a still frame and you like create the key frame and you set the time lapse because it's very rudimentary and like, oddly, like, okay, it's going to move left, it's going to move right, Mm -hmm. it's going to move left, it's going to move right.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's strange because you think we all think sequentially, right? So we think step one, I'm going to do this step two. Now this part is going to move. But for things to look naturally, they're happening all at the same time. So it's not just like, okay, her head is moving. So the top part of her hair is moving, but then the rest of her hair isn't moving. Um, I'm not sure what that choice was. And I'm saying all of this knowing that this is all incredibly hard. Like, yeah, we know for sure how hard it is to make a short like something like this. It's very difficult. But I think that's also what leads to the stiffness of the rest of it. And it also sort of has this, like, 1950s children's book PSA pamphlet kind of vibe to it. The way that they animated the characters. Like, just their styling choice. And then, you know, they focus on sort of, like, the lip movement. I think that was the most important thing to them was just... Like, getting the lip movement to match the whistling and match the lyrics. And that is really hard. So I think that's why it feels so stiff. The animation rigs are a little off because matching mouth to audio is so difficult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> favorite part of the music video is... So they're, like, playing the song with their bandmates. And then the two lead singers are calling people up and are saying, hey, you've got to hear my new song. And then the first person they call is one of the bandmates. Yeah. Like they just use the same guy and he's like, oh, cool. I can't wait to hear it. And I'm like,
1: yeah, I'll oh, no, there. does
0: this guy have some sort of Drew Barrymore 51st Dates amnesia situation happening?
1: he forgot that he was in the band. He's the bassist.
0: <laughs> and then you've just got that weird ginger kid who's playing the bongos intensely.
1: Yeah, that was weird. He's got the he's got a Hulk shirt on. He's got
0: the Hulk shirt on. He's just smiling. And then I after watching the music video, I watched the Conan O'Brien uh like live performance, and there is a guy just like going away at the bongos, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is really happening. This is The aesthetic that they were trying to go for.
1: There's this very... Even in the video, the way it's animated, Mm -hmm. like you said, like, PS Children's PSA pamphlet. Yeah. What's interesting is I thought of, like, a 60s cartoon. Or even, like... I thought of, like, old Archie comics. Right,
0: right. Like, that whole era of, like, 1950s, 1960s, Roy Lichtenstein... Visual imagery,
1: because there's even like when they're at the party, yeah. Like everyone's wearing like a jug hat, a jug a jug head hat. Yeah. There's literally like one guy in a purple like button up yes. wearing like he's got the, the tiny jug little head.
0: hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even just like their way of doing the like comic book bubbles in the music video is uncanny because. Yeah. The song is so chill and fun, and then the people are just like, This song is nice. I like this song. It's got a good bass line. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> great.
1: Yeah, the 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 dialogue wasn't great. Yeah. This is <laughs> Yeah. So uncanny.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think that's partially why I didn't watch it when the song first came out. They'd start the whistling and then the uncanny movement of the animation and I was just like no I I don't I don't want to hear this shit but sometimes that's what's that's what happens I think and I'm sure you can speak on this too is just that sometimes to like a song you can't watch the music video
1: that's fair yeah although I'm not gonna lie I think it's weird and it creeps me out there's something I like about the video
0: fair no I think that sometimes I like too yeah focus in on the song and whether or not you actually like the song sometimes the music video is too distracting
1: yeah that's yeah
0: like i love arcade fire but the video for rebellion lies is just way too distracting it's very strange but now as like a 30 something year old i can appreciate the young folks music video um i mean the band could have just been those two cartoon singers and i would have accepted that information
1: oh yeah, yeah. no and um what a, i'm gonna keep listening to the song now thank you <laughs> it is bizarre just like it wasn't my thing when it came out but how much it fits yeah into like what i listen to now there
0: are so <laughs> like, many moments
1: so perfectly if you
0: watch little what is it? it is like little peter right it's supposed to be little peter if you watch his neck There are times where the rig is off and the layer of his neck just completely cuts off from the neck.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. It's interesting watching animations like this and now having some understanding of how to do it seeing like okay like so this is what happened here that's what happened there and I don't think it takes any of the appreciation away from it it just makes me understand like oh this is rough I I get what this person was going through
1: no that's totally fair and well this is 2006 yeah so you're talking about like 2006 after effects animation for a music video a music video that I'm sure like I'm sure the music video was made before the song was a hit
0: right right
1: so it's and it's like there wasn't like this push added budget to like make a video for the song that they knew was going to be a hit it was just like this creative endeavor by a couple of sweeps.
0: and i also can't see the music video being anything else like of yeah. course this is the video for this song oh,
1: yeah, yeah. They have other songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like,
0: it's the weirdest like, thing. Like, they have like, other songs.
1: <laughs> and it's like, this really is, and it's not a detriment to them. They have fans, they have listeners, but like, I don't, I didn't vibe with me some of their other songs. Right. I did like some of the, um, the Concrete's other music. Right. I love her voice. Like you, you're right in that it's not typical of that common kind of duet. Yeah and i just like listening to her i
0: think with them singing together it reminds me a lot of jenny lewis being the female vocalist in the postal service songs it just complements it so well mm-hmm. yeah no i also like jenny lewis a lot too i mean she fit the postal service really well and they kind of needed that as well in a bunch of their songs um but yeah, I think that I don't need more from this band than young folks.
1: No. That's totally fair. Yeah. So what I've done mm-hmm. is I pulled up the lyrics.
0: Oh, sweet. Should we
1: analyze and decide where to put this in our chart?
0: Yes, I love these lyrics. Um, it's just so fun. Like, before we started recording, we were talking about youth and love and young love and being in love for the first time. And I feel like I'm
1: proud of my 38-year-old son. Proud of our boy. He's he's 38 going on 16.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um is he going to be mad if he hears that? Do you think that's going to make him mad or if we like address no. it with him first then he's like, "Yeah, I'm 16." I'm just
1: going to I I am
0: fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're his dad, so I, it's okay. i call okay. him 16 all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're his dad you're allowed to you know give him a jab from time to time yes yeah okay so
1: song goes if I told you things I did before told you how I used to be would you go along with someone like that's sweet I fucking
0: love this song yeah
1: (laughs) If you knew my story would, word for word, had all of my history, would you go along? That's so cute.
0: It's so cute. I think that's also, it has that twee factor that was at the prime of the hipster movement. So maybe that's why I associate it with 2009. Because the hipster movement was all about the twee.
1: Yeah. Also, I'm reading these lyrics and I'm like, well, of course I didn't care when I was younger. I didn't. What, what interesting stories (laughs) would I have told at that age? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now I can easily like this, this seems more like a romance that I should achieve now. Like meeting someone and being like, mm -hmm. can you like, if I, if I'm vulnerable with you, can you, are you gonna, can you handle that? And will you be vulnerable with me?
0: I, I don't think that the lyrics match up with the lyrics of the music you were listening to at the time.
1: No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very angry. <laughs>
0: this is very like sweet and whimsical. You weren't about whimsical when we were teenagers. No. And I think also with the kind of music that was coming out of like five hundred days of summer, it just paired so well with this coming up later in the aughts than when it actually came out.
1: Yeah. Um And then I love um mm-hmm it doesn't matter what you did who you were hanging with we could stick around and see the night through. that's so cute
0: i know like any of those little um i guess that's like the pre-chorus and it's such a small sweet thing like when it comes later and she says like it doesn't matter what we do where we are going to we can stick around and see the night like it's just so smart it's smart writing i think
1: and then the chorus is, of course, and we don't care about the young folk Talk talking about, about the young, the young style. style. And we don't care about the old folks talking about the old style too. And we don't care about their own faults talking about their own style. All we care about is talking, talking only me and you. This is so sweet. It's
0: the cutest song. The lyrics are, they're it's perfect. So cute. Oh, these are perfect. <laughs> it really these are is.
1: I'm old and I am cynical, and I am. You're a dad. I'm tired. We should, we should probably
0: note that you're not actually a dad.
1: I'm not actually a dad. But, but I read these, and there's still that glimmer in me that's like, this will happen. This is going to be the thing I achieve. I hope to find this again. It's going to be really yeah. nice. Oh my God. I love this. What
0: is the part like? Usually, when things have gone this far, people tend to disappear. No one will surprise me unless you do. Like, it is, like, the kind of, like, negative dip and, like, okay, this is the point where things are going really well. And that's when now the term would be they ghost you. And that wouldn't surprise me. What would surprise me is if you stay. And I'd be happy about that. It's just, it's a great song. It's perfect for summer. Summer love. Blossoming. Oh, boy, this is so nice. It's just cute. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. What? I don't even
1: think... I'm looking at the chart. We might need to make a new one. Yeah. Because it's not romanticized youth.
0: Should should there just be a category of young love?
1: I don't even think it's young love. Like, this is experienced love. Because this isn't like... This is like puppy love. This is like two people...
0: Well, should it be like new love? We've
1: been through something.
0: New love, maybe.
1: New love or. Yeah, new love. Yeah.
0: New love. Honeymoon phase kind of love. You're just excited. Oh
1: boy. I'm glad we found the spot. We made, we made a new spot. We
0: made a new tre- category in our list of trends. I will make this look fancier later. Don't worry. I know because at some point I do want to talk about the starting line and I I could not tell like where they would fit into this so like I feel like we'll figure that out also Reliant K when I was like when Joe and I first started dating I listened to a lot of Reliant K because it is sort of that like excitement for new love mm-hmm. yeah just happy just a good time such a good song oh I agree yeah
1: this is such a good song, I can't wait to listen to it some more.
0: And I think that's a thing that I just can't connect to with their other music. The lyrics in Young Folks are just so simple and universal. I don't get that with their other lyrics. Their other lyrics are kind of all over the place. Which they're allowed to do. I like some lyrics that are like that, but Young Folks, it's clean, it's concise. It gets the job done.
1: It captures a vibe. Yeah.
0: It's a great song.
1: It's a vibe we're striving for. Yes. Might be vibing.
0: Positive outlook for the summer of 2021.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it just feels like you're going to go, like... Walk down the street, and you're gonna go meet up with your friend. With your friend, maybe there's some budding feelings. You're both excited about it, and you're gonna go do something in the summer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful. All right, so Tom. Yes. I feel like it's never actually left pop culture, so this is a silly question. But okay. Do you think that this song would do as well today as it did back then? it's still doing well
1: it's still doing well and i think the band themselves might have had like i don't think america was ready for a band like that back then and i think the song took off like a smash hit but like america just never caught on to the band i think nowadays they probably would have succeeded more and been the talking point of like these inner circles of music snobs You know, like, I think that's kind Mm. of... And I would imagine it would come out, it would do very well, but then you'd have, like, people be like, is that the only song you know by Peter, Bjorn, and John? Oh, true.
0: I wonder what young folks would look like on TikTok. Like, what would that be?
1: I don't... Unfortunately, I don't think the song has... Actually, the whistling. The whistle. The whistling is, like, the whistle. Because I was going to say, TikTok songs need to have either something that you can capture in the span of, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Or, or like, something that, like, could lead to a punchline. And I think right. that whistle... That would be... That whistle could do something. Yeah.
0: Or, like, a, a weird... Like, Gen Z memes have this insane way, and this is a compliment, of picking up on the most minute detail that is strange. So, if anything, I feel like what would have become a meme is... The bongo ginger player.
1: <laughs> Just that makes it them. sound like
0: a bunch of bongos are playing drums on a ginger, but I mean the ginger is playing bongos.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, I think that would have been a meme, if nothing else.
1: That could have been a meme? Yeah. The animation would have been a little smoother, though. True.
0: True. They probably yeah. would have been able to get a lot further with animation now uh-huh okay so Tom um, yes
1: what you so yeah. you think it would I get. oh you didn't answer the question oh no I don't know
0: I yeah I feel like the song has never really left for there to be a change you know it's kind of like Mr. Brightside in that way but Mr. Brightside everyone is like oh my gosh the killers they're still around um but yeah that's that's my opinion I think if, if if it were ever to reach TikTok, it would be that weird ginger who's playing bongos <laughs> with the Incredible Hulk T-shirt on. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. All right.
1: Do you want to go on to our weekly obsession? Yeah, sure. Okay.
0: Tom, what has been your weekly obsession? Yes.
1: The I'm obsessed with the baby memes.
0: The baby memes.
1: The baby memes. Uh. Mu- hip hop musical sensation and artist the baby okay He's uh i've been also listening to a little bit of his music it's pretty good i vibe with it but he's got this like charisma he's got this goofy charisma and appeal that has led to just some amazing memes. I love
0: that the second one on youtube is the baby reacts to memes about his head being a pt cruiser
1: <laughs> yo
0: <laughs> let's go <laughs> I'm into this.
1: has <laughs> his, his lyrics. Some. Of, I think there is a song. I remember. I forgot the name of the song where he talks about turning into a convertible. So they took his <laughs> head and made it to a PT Cruiser. And then, um, like yo, anytime I refer to the baby memes, I'm just like, there's just this like attitude of like, yo, let's go. <laughs> and then I roll up. It's 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 something else. But his music's pretty good.
0: I guess and apparently I part of these memes is that he about called himself. Where I think he, yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. What was
1: that? Sorry. Apparently,
0: part of the memory is that he called Jojo Siwa a bitch in a beatbox freestyle, and people were like, "You don't get to talk about Jojo Siwa like that. She's a foot taller than you." <laughs> I'm here for it. Yo. I'm here for it. I like the idea Uh, of him just being a PT cruiser.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That image is so funny.
0: Somebody did it as like a 3D version. I'm going to send this to you. This is amazing. Oh
1: boy, I'm excited. Like
0: a 3D rendered. Somebody took their time with this. (laughs) The baby car 3D green screen template. (laughs)
1: The baby. <laughs> also that name that name
0: allows it yes totally
1: that name da baby
0: okay click on that link it should work <laughs> <laughs> you can put it in a green screen dreams can come no. true
1: Let's go. <laughs> yo, I can put this in a video. Yes. Let's go. Yes,
0: dreams do come true. They are possible. It even
1: gives you instructions on how to key it yep. in.
0: Yeah. It gives you instructions. So, yo, let's this go. is what the internet is for. Like, this is exactly it. Thank you for sharing yo. this with me. I love this.
1: This <laughs> right? is amazing. It's just so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. And his
0: face, too. its great.
1: Is that famous musician and hip-hop artist a baby?
0: (laughs) This is good. I like this. (laughs) I'm enjoying these. Okay. (laughs) These are really good. I am thoroughly enjoying this.
1: But what has been your weekly obsession? I
0: don't know um oh i tried to think about this and i couldn't um i guess people should watch shadow and bone i kind of got into it um
1: yes you did text me about it yeah you did text me a bit they're super
0: horny like there's a lot of close quiet arguing and a lot of like looking at each other's lips and like you look at the darkling and alina starkov and you're like they want to fuck. They want to fuck so hard. But they don't know if it's okay. But I kind of like that it never really... They choose certain elements to keep appropriate for a YA audience. And then some things they make adult. Like, the stakes are real. Which I really appreciated. I feel like a lot of YA series that get turned into TV shows don't ever show like the full depth of the damage that the villain can cause. This mm-hmm. does not shy away from that. Like, oh boy. they show organs on the floor, people are getting shot, their, their throats are getting slit. Um, like, people are just dying everywhere when they enter the fold. So, like, I appreciate that they make the stakes feel very real. Also, they make it very parallel to what is happening with the AAPI community Like, she is... The the main character is biracial. And... Okay. You know, she's, like... In the first episode, she is in an army where the, like, enemy is characterized in their propaganda, and they, like, directly show her looking at the poster and then, like, looking down, and you just immediately get the sense, like, you feel that for her. And... It's oddly very parallel with what is happening now. So, I think it came out at the right time. Um some of the dialogue actually. is really bad and that's the YA element that I'm <laughs> fine with sticking around. That's
1: totally <laughs> Yeah, true. at
0: one point the villain actually says like, "Fine, make me your villain." And I'm like, "It's a good thing they got Ben Barnes for this because if anybody else said this line, it would be just it would cry, it would kill the whole thing." But I say okay. watch it. It was very interesting. It covered like the concept of like domination and like forcing others to do what you want in a way that I feel like was much more interesting than Game of Thrones just sexually assaulting all of its female characters. Uh. So I preferred this There's over this Game so... of Thrones is what I'm saying.
1: Game of Thrones there's also a lot of, like, castration of male characters perceived as less than. And I don't think people talk a lot about That's that.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: There's, there's like, I know that there's historical relevance to, like, certain, like, people in different social orders. Yeah, but
0: I'm tired of, be, like... like um,
1: in castration. But um, there's, like, a yeah. creative choice yeah. to have, char- like, characters that aren't, like john snow or carl drago yeah castrated and what that represents for like the way we perceive that character and there it is i think there is a like obviously i can't speak as someone who's watched the charlie watched the first season and as much as i appreciated the filmmaking of this whole thing right. the production is insane it was just too cynical and dark for me which is odd because i love horror movies okay
0: i think you should watch shadow and bone then because yeah like what always bothered me about game of thrones is every female character like finds herself after being sexually dominated by a male character or like by somebody else and that's how she like becomes herself And like steps into her power. I think that Shadow and Bone covered it in a very creative way. They also took some liberties from the book that I think were great choices. I actually think that they made the right choices with that. The only thing is like the first episode is always confusing because it's taking information from a series that if you have not read, you have no idea what's going on. But if you keep going, it's really good. And then what they do... With like that moment in the show to represent like her being dominated and then her triumphing over it is kind of like this like body horror element. It's so subtle and it's still horrifying, but it's it's good. It's really good. Okay, yeah. all right, I'll give it. A I go. actually enjoyed it, and I'm fine with like some of the script lines just being a tad bit terrible. <laughs> That's yeah, fair. it keeps the YA element fresh and alive.
1: Oh, I get yeah. that. Do you want me to wrap it here? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is another episode of our mini-series. We talk about songs that are one-hit wonders in the odds. We talk, debate, we question and a lot of times they are to some extent a one-hit wonder mm-hmm. this one in particular mm-hmm. it, at least in America it was mm-hmm. definitely just goes to show you that that definition can be interpreted and defined in different ways we look at Fountains of Wayne we look at three, 3LW, three Red Jump Super Ataratus so far and now we looked at Peter, Bjorn, and John I almost forgot. <laughs> you added the question
0: mark at the no end of that worst. Peter Bjorn and John, um, and maybe we yeah. will release the three LW episode after this one.
1: Well uh, with that, thank you so much, and be sure to listen to us on. I well, if you're listening to us now,
0: keep doing it.
1: Spotify. Yeah, keep doing it. Keep <laughs> doing Spotify. It. Give
0: it another go.
1: Google. <laughs> uh, YouTube, which is owned by Google, but it's on both. Uh, <laughs> Amazon. Did Amazon. I say Amazon?
0: <laughs> no, you didn't um, say Amazon. My already. least
1: favorite platform, but the one that people demanded the most, Apple.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some concerns about the Apple. I wish that I committed to anything in my life as wholeheartedly as people do Apple. I yeah. had a very close friend call me high maintenance once because I did not want to buy an iPhone. <laughs> I still remember that. And I, your high maintenance I, I, for
1: not wanting to buy their phone. I love
0: this person so much. And I know that that was part of the joke, but she said it just so, like, literally. She's like, I think you're being high maintenance. And I was like, oh, okay. Jesus.
1: <laughs> but be sure to follow us on Instagram where we post most of our updates, yep, yep. funny yep. memes post maybe maybe a da baby maybe a da baby here and there maybe a. Da- we have to make it odds theme but i don't think that'll be hard i think that the baby meme is versatile in its usage
0: i think so i think you know it reaches across the generations
1: yes but be sure to follow us there mm-hmm. and with that thank you so much
0: and that's it for our episode yeah,
1: have a good day when you have a huge smash song that sort of your band gets attached to, it's got to be annoying at some point when people keep talking about the same song and 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 whistling the same song. And, and it was such a huge phenomenon. Do you guys ever feel like that song sort of casts a shadow and takes away from what I think that was just the tip of the iceberg as far as Writer's Block went? That that whole album was incredible. Um, does it ever feel like you're chasing a, an album after a smash success like that? I don't know. It's it's like you you. You play in, in a hockey team and you win the Stanley Cup the first year you're in NHL or something, and then should you stop playing? No, you, you just like, you, <laughs> you want to play because it's fun, you know? Yeah. So it's, a, it's, a, it's tricky to win two, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. People did it before. You can even win like four, yeah. maybe.